Oh yes, it's coming in three, two, one. On the air with FBT TV, the premier West Ham and Arsenal football podcast, brought to you every Monday by Michael Hawes and Ian Barker. Hello and welcome to episode 28 of season number two of On The Air with FDT TV. As always, I'm Ian and I'm joined by Mike. By Mike. Uh, and yeah, we're here to talk nonsense about football. Uh, but first things first, there's been a few big things that have gone in the UK today, Mike. Number one, a shit I had about 10 minutes ago. Number two, nice. we're all free again. As of, I think it's next Thursday, there's no restrictions, whatever. Doesn't matter if no. you've got COVID or not. Uh, I mean, I no, don't. No more um, cheeky time off work for people. No, I, I don't. What I don't want to say is I don't want to say it all lines up with with the uh, Epstein cases sort of going away or another person ending up in a prison, and what well, dead in prison. Sorry, uh, but uh, yeah, once that's all now gone, oh, COVID's disappeared all of a sudden. Hmm, interesting. That's for a different podcast. This is football. Uh, <laughs> um, but anyway, how's your uh, weekend been in terms of football, Mike? Yeah, um, messy. Um, don't remember a lot of it. Um, <laughs> I just remember having a good old catch up with uh, with yourself. Yep. Um, watching the the very end of the West Ham game, um, listening to it on the drive down. It sounded like a bit of a. A one-sided game, if, if I'm being completely honest. Obviously, we didn't see much of the second half. Uh, caught the last uh, 10 minutes of that or so. Um, the the Arsenal game, obviously, didn't get to see because it was on TV. Watched the highlights of it. Yep. Looked like we absolutely dominated them. Stupid goal to concede in the second half. But it's another three points. I'll take it. And, yeah, that was, um, that was pretty much my weekend of football by itself. Pretty much the same, really, wouldn't it? <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, watching the ticker just just before uh, met up with you, and uh, and it, it was like, oh, Newcastle all over us, and then we scored, um, and then they scored, and seemingly, I mean, I only watched the highlights. That's how bad it is. Um, but yeah, that's what that's what, I suppose that's what happens when you spend a day drinking, and then Sunday you got all the, do all the things you were meant to do on Saturday as well. Um, yep. But yes, so so. Uh, what does that do for the points in in terms of football okay, predictions? So, let's go. so going back to the predictions, just a, a quick recap: West Ham versus Newcastle. You had two nil to West Ham. I had two one. Obviously, the score was one one, so it's no points uh, for either of us. Uh, Arsenal versus Brentford. You had Brentford down as a one nil win. I had three one. I was very gutted because I was adamant I had two one. Um, but yeah, the score was obviously two one with uh, Brentford scoring with the last kick of the game. So that's a point to me. So one point to me for the week, zero points to you. So that puts the total season scores. At, you're on 38 and I'm now on 32. Yeah, man. I just, in fairness, I just want you to catch up a little bit. I mean, we lose yeah, that, lose that, tr- lose that trophy. You, I won't hear the end of it, will I? You ruined me life. Exactly. Um, exactly. And, and one thing that we, again, forgot that was going on, big sport event, we, uh, Kelbrook, Battered Amir Khan, which was it wasn't so- even close, was it? N- no, no, I, I don't think anyone believed it would be close. I mean, I think in the second round, Amir Khan showed a little bit of hand speed, but but yeah, a little bit too late yeah. that fight. Past both past yeah. their primes, um, but anyway, 
that leads us on then to uh, this week's fixtures, I suppose. Um, so coming in at number one. Oh, hang on, that's the wrong button. Is uh, Arsenal Wolves? Yep. Um, so yeah, it's a bit of an interesting one because West Ham also play Wolves a bit later on in a week. So what's your uh, what's your prediction for this one? Okay, so just looking at recent history with Wolves, they have been um, a bit of a bogey team for us. Um, obviously, we lost uh, twice against them last year. Um, some contentious decisions, some would say, um, but we obviously did the number over them a couple of weeks ago. Now, um, Wolves, again, are having a fairly good season. They're only, I think they're two points behind us and uh, they have played a game more. But this is one of our COVID fixtures that were postponed, I think, the last lot in December um, when they were cancelling games left, right and centre. But... Um, just looking at Wolves over their last two performances uh, since we played them, I think there's going to be a little bit more about them in this uh, in this particular fixture. Um, hopefully, we'll keep 11 players on the pitch this time. I'm not counting my chickens, uh, but Martinelli will be back into... Uh, into or will be available again after his one-game suspension for his two uh, yellow card offences, uh, ultimately leading to a red from the last fixture. Yep. Um, but I've got to say, I thought Emil Smith-Rowe was um, pretty good when he came on the other day. Did we try something different and put Martinelli up top? Or do you still put Lacquer in? I suppose with Lacquer being the captain now, he kind of has to start a bit and he, he obviously does um a lot more than score goals for us so he's he's very much the target man holds the ball up really well um i, I think we would miss him if he was out of the team so um i think this one is going to be another one of those games potentially if wolves come at us uh and score first then there'll be trouble but if we start brightly uh, which I think we have done in the last couple of games, then potentially we can get something out of this particular game. But um, we've had two games that we've uh, won in the last two fixtures. Yep. Uh, obviously, January was a bit of a, a torrid time for us. I, w I would like to think we've turned the page, but I can see potentially a bit of a banana skin on this one. So I'm going to go for a draw. I'm going to go for 1-1. One, one. Fair enough. I think Wolves are that team this season who are very slowly but surely sneakily creeping up and up the table because they weren't they didn't have the best of starts, did they? And then, no. uh, yeah, all of a sudden, so I just looked at the table just beforehand and they're two games in hand on us and only like three points behind. So, difficult one. I'm going to say this, this could be a boring game because neither team are particularly sort of... Um, prolific in front of goal at the minute and it's going to come down to I'm going to I'm going to go for a nil-nil okay. I think this is a game of who has who has the better defence but I think it's just going to be a bit of a a bore draw if I'm honest um, and then that takes us I suppose on to the next fixture which is West Ham Wolves uh and as I said, there's not really much to change about that. The only thing going for us is Wolves will have played two games in five days, four days, something like that. Yep. Um, so that will help us in some respects. The fact that we are in horrendous form at the minute, I think we will nick a goal, but I think we're going to go down 2-1 to 
to Wolves. We've lost the last one out. Oh, sorry, we've lost four out of the last five against them, um, and I don't see this poor form ending. And it's yeah, two ones to Wolves. Okay, I'm going to go for slightly different, same as us. I'm going to go for one one. Uh, I think the home advantage will be out of benefit for you guys. Um, <clears throat> and I actually think that you guys are going to score first with mm. Wolves equalising. So I think you'll score in the first half. And Wolves will score in the second half. Fair enough. Fair enough. And and that does actually lead us quite nicely into the bonus game of the weekend. Now, we don't have it very often. Um, West Ham should have been in this final because we knocked out the holders who hadn't been beaten in like four years. But uh, not that I'm bitter about it. The League Cup. Chelsea take on Liverpool at Wembley for the mm-hmm. Carabao Cup. Uh, what's your take on that? I'm I'm kind of split on this one. I personally I do think the right two teams are, are in the final. Um, and to be honest, I think <clears throat> had Arsenal been in the final, had we decided to turn up against Liverpool, I could have seen us going all the way in this. But um, Liverpool, that they are in a, a different class again. So obviously, that the, the season which they won the league the first time in thirty odd years had a bit of a torrid season uh, last year, but they are the ones that are pushing. Obviously, Manchester City all the way um, to, or oh, they're going to be pushing them all the way to the end. I think again, uh, we've seen Manchester City obviously drop points at the weekend uh, against Spurs. Um, it was a, a very disappointing game for City, I think, but luckily to get the penalty right. No, they weren't lucky, but very rightly so to get the penalty right at the end because it was a, a blatantly obvious handball. However, um, <clears throat> I think with some of Liverpool's uh, sorry, some of Liverpool's results that they've had already this season could potentially be the reason as to why they miss out on the title again this year. Because mm-hmm. um, I do think it's going to be very close, but I think City are, are going to have enough to to win, um, win the league. I'm actually going to put Liverpool's favourites on this one. Um, I'm going to go for a two-one to Liverpool. I know um, when it comes to finals and stuff, there's not really they're not really massively scoring games. Um, but again, I think this is going to be one of these ones. Obviously, Chelsea, they've had uh, the, the Club World Cup, which they've just won. Yep. Um, so they could be riding on a bit of a high, but they've been a little bit inconsistent this year. Um, and I think that Liverpool will have too much room. So I'm going to go for a 2-1 to Liverpool. Fair enough. I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to go for a Chelsea win. And the reason being, they've had a warm weather training camp in Dubai for a couple of weeks. Um, so that will help rest and recover any of their players who've been out. I know they've been struggling in front of goals, but 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 Tuchel's record for getting them to finals and in finals um, is quite phenomenal at the minute. Um, so I think he'll continue that, and then there'll be some excuse about it's been too windy out, so we've not been able to practice. And from Jurgen Klopp. Um, Not that he's done that before. I mean, it'd be a new thing for him. But I'm going to go. I'm going to go for a bit of a blowout. I'm going to go 3 0 Chelsea. Oh, okay. Now, that might might be a little bit. A little bit. uh, Optimistic. um, Yeah, but, but. I'd like to see it. I mean, I know it's Chelsea, but I'd like to see it. Just to shut fucking Liverpool people up. Yeah. I mean, that I I would say that I I would want Chelsea to win this final out of the two clubs. 
um, just because the majority of Liverpool fans really pissed me off because they're so blinkered. They're now um, coming. They're now coming out the woodwork with that. Well, yeah, but we've won the Champions League. Yeah, but not the current holders of the Champions League, are you? Like, what, what have you? What have you won recently? Nothing. 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 You like Tottenham? Nothing. <laughs> Slightly now, better than Tottenham. Well. Based on free players. Um, <laughs> now here's the thing, right? I, I just read an, an article not too long ago. Uh, not too, it was about 15 minutes ago. Um, where uh, what's his face? Conte has sort of come out and said between the lines he regrets taking the uh, the Tottenham job. Uh yeah. There's a lot more work there to be done. The squad is is very very weak, and he was under the impression he'd be able to walk into a club that, that should be competing and could make them compete with some emphasis on run around, you lazy fuckers. But that's not quite the case. It was I, I th- it was a strange appointment for me um, that a manager of his calibre was able or agreed to sign for Tottenham. Um, I know they did make some recruitments in the uh, in the window, but yep. nothing you would say as kind of like a stellar signing or a marquee signing. Um, yep. But at the same time, I've, I've, maybe he's been sold a lie, uh, and maybe they may may make that marquee signing come the summer. Um, obviously, the January transfer market is a difficult market anyway. But, I don't know, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. I think he'll be gone by the summer. I think he'll walk out. Yeah? I I think I think you're right. I think there was promises made because they, they tried to lure him in um, in the summer, didn't they? And he didn't want anything to do with it because they, they didn't want to buy ready-made stars. They wanted to work with their own youth system. Um, mm-hmm. And he didn't like that. He wanted to buy, obviously, his own players. They've obviously made him some promises or, or given him something really financially lucrative to draw him through the door. He's done it. He's coming. You have to say, arguably, they, they, they do look fitter. They don't stop running um, as quickly as they did. Quality is still not there. But I don't think that's a case of the manager's fault because they went through Poch, who, although I wouldn't say he's an elite manager, is definitely up there with getting into Europe places um so he couldn't make it work then come in Mourinho who is a winner who couldn't make it work and then they brought in Espirito Santo who was even worse and now they've brought in Conte who is a world-class manager that can't make it work so mm-hmm. it's I think it's more than just the it's the playing stuff and they they sold Deli Alley, and he was quite happy to get him off the books, seemingly. Um, but you've still got the likes of Harry Kane in there, who we all know wants away. You've got Ndombele left, didn't he? He was a, their record sign, and he left. You've got Son in there, who I think EZ will be on the swivel for can I get a move to Man City or Liverpool in the summer. I think there's a lot of players who want out of there. You've got mm. Hugo Lloris. Five years ago, phenomenal goalkeeper. Now he's all right, but where's the where's the uh, contingency plan? Do you know what I mean? The longevity. Mm. Um, 
but yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting one. Do you think they will make Europe, Mike? Uh, possibly the conference league again. Um, and I'd say that's one of the things that's possibly been a bit of a, their downfall this year as well, um, in terms of their, their league position, because I think they've had some difficult fixtures in terms of having to travel to the arse end of nowhere. Yeah. So obviously that then takes, uh, uh, or training and recovery days, a bit longer because you've also got to factor in the, the travelling as well. I'm not that I'm trying to make excuses for Tottenham because I don't give a shit if they win or lose. Yeah. Um, but I, I I would say that's that's definitely got to have some sort of impact on them. Yeah. Um, but given the fact that we've still got three games on them, I think, um, granted, a couple of those fixtures are going to be difficult ones. We've still got Chelsea and Liverpool to play. Um so, I mean, even if we were just to win one out of the three, mm-hmm. that still leaves us above them uh, points-wise. And like, like I mentioned, or like we've mentioned over the last few weeks, it's, it's definitely going to be one of the tightest top four. Um, or, sorry, up to fourth place is definitely going to be the tightest one that we've seen for, for many a season. Yeah. We've, we've said it, Manchester City and Liverpool definitely going to be the ones challenging for the title. Chelsea, I think, are going to be nailed on uh, third, yeah, and then it's going to be a fight between us, yourselves, uh, Wolves, Spurs, um, for for that um, full place. Yeah, I I think personally, again, if depending on what games we win out of our games in hand, that would put us above you because we're level on points at the moment. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be a tough one, but I I personally would say. With how inconsistent the Spurs have been this season, yep. I would say Conference League for them. Yeah, it's fair. I think Manchester United will muck it out. I do think you're going to be you'll you'll get the the fourth place. Um, I think defensively, out of all the teams, you're the most solid, and you've shown that you can sort of start grinding out some of these results. Um, here's the thing: West Ham are teetering on that very dodgy uh what's it what what they called uh seesaws of a few more bad results we're going to be the in the out of form team in the premier league we've then got to travel somewhere in europe i don't know i don't think that the europa league draw has been done yet they're selling tickets they're quite expensive uh let's have a look europa league fixtures i don't think the draw has been done yet no it doesn't look like it has um, so we could be oh or is it or is it oh uh, Thursday nights isn't it hmm uh, I was going to say there were, I'm pretty sure there's some games this week there is but I don't know who we're playing I don't think you're playing this week no we're not why are we not playing this week that doesn't make sense I think it's because the amount of teams that are left in there because you had people dropping in from the Champions League and also I think a couple of teams from the Conference League have gone into the draw. Right, okay. So, that so because sense. there's an increased number of teams, they can't obviously fit all the games in on one day, so I think they're spreading them out. Yeah, that would that would make sense. But say so it doesn't doesn't look like we've we've had a, a draw for who we're actually playing. I think in, in some senses, I think we need to draw Barcelona. Um uh, and I know that sounds really weird, but when you look at when we've played Liverpool this season, when we've played Man City, when we've played United, we've we've 
done well in the games when we've played Crystal Palace and Leeds and less and out of form Leicester. We've done really poorly, so I think we need that big name to sort of jeer up the thing. But if that goes wrong, right? This is this is the point I was getting to before we got sidetracked. If that goes wrong and we lose a few games, I think we'll plummet down the table because you've got a very small squad. You've got a manager who is playing Ryan Fredericks. Why? Um, as soon as I see he started, because Suval was out injured, I was like, we deserve to uh, we deserve to lose this game. And I think, we all know West Ham fans can be quite fickle, but I think David Moyes is going to feel the wrath of the fan base. Potentially in full force if he doesn't pull something out of his ass in the next four weeks. Yeah. There's already lots of grumblings from people who were sort of really f- like Moise him, defended him beyond belief when he came in. I was one of those people. And even I'm going, hmm, is he become a bit too stubborn to do this? Because I think that was his downfall at Sunderland. That was his downfall at Manchester United. That was his... Uh, you know, when he went, I think it was Seville, uh, that was his downfall there. He came with Russ and was stubborn and got on working hard. But then you need something else. You need to build on that. You can't just go, well, we'll work hard. Yeah, but once you've given a little bit of success, you then need to add to the squad and, and bring in the quality that will work hard. But, um, yeah, I, I feel like he could go at the end of the season or even before if if we plummet. I think they'll sack him. My honest um, opinion. Yeah, maybe. Well, you think the trouble um, is... Th- go on. I was just going to say, I think it would be a bit harsh because considering how well you played last year, and I'd say on the majority of uh, your performance this year, I think have been fairly solid. Yep. Um, I, w- I wouldn't necessarily say you're overachieving, but I suppose it... As, well, yeah, very correctly, I... It would depend on what happens over the next few weeks. Uh, let's put, I'll put it this way to you. We haven't had a out-and-out striker for over a year. Two transfer... Uh, no, three transfer windows we've been through now. Because we sold Haller Jan- last January. Mm-hmm. We didn't replace him. and I mean, he should have been got rid of. He was shit. Um, but in the summer, we didn't replace him. We've now just done another January. We've not replaced him. So you think, how can you be fighting for fourth place, be fighting for Europe, be still in the FA Cup and not have a single striker in the team? Hmm. And go, oh, yeah, our um, uh, Jared Bowen's the perfect backup to Antonio as a striker. It's like, well, neither of them are strikers. So, no, it's not. That's not good enough. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I... Uh, I just like that that annoyed that the January transfer window annoyed people. I just say, if you Manchester United have overtaken us, if you overtake us, we lose to Wolves and they overtake us. We've gone from fourth to what eighth? No, mm. fourth, fifth, sixth, yeah, to eighth. Um, in a matter of two weeks, and then we get knocked out the Europa League, and then we get knocked out the FA Cup. What's what's there to look forward to? The team's out mm. of form. We've got no new players. We've got a load of deadwood. 
I've got I've 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 sort of half fought out a video. I've been looking at contracts of players. We've got about eight players out of contract in the summer. So for is a, that a, for any for any of those eight players, are there any players that you would keep? One. Okay. Ben Johnson, but he's fallen out of favour with a manager. So it's like, well, if he's fallen out of favour with a manager, it's another young prospect that will leave on a free. Yeah. And that that's painful. Um, you think he's got the potential. Okay, he may not be the best in the world, but certainly the best right-back we've seen since Zabaleta, and he was past his best, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, but he can play centre-back, he can play midfield, he can play left-back. He's predominantly a right-back. He's versatile, he's young, he wants to play football, he throws him out of squad. And you, you don't know what goes on on the training grounds, but yeah, come on, really? If he's if he's putting in results, surely you give him a little bit of leeway and get Mark Noble and a couple of the other senior players to say have a word, because uh, he's only going to be in my good graces for so long. But yeah, he's just I think I think he's he's lost it a little bit. I like Moyes, but his average his average finish for Everton was seventh, and I think that's where West Ham will end up. Which is not bad, but we, we've had a little, a little, a little tipple, a little suckle on the teat of success, and we want more. <laughs> um, I mean, you can't, you can't, you can't go around saying you're massive if you ain't got a striker, can you? Come on. Well, just think how massive you would be if you did have one. If we, if we, right. Here's the thing: January, we should have gone out and bought a striker. We was in the perfect position. We were fourth. And we were still in every competition. We'd knocked out the holders, Man City, at the League Cup. No one had beat them in four years in that competition. Did we? No. Like, like, I'm very much like we, we had discussions before about financial fair play and that maybe that level the playing field. But then you have to look at training grounds and things like that. West Ham's training ground looks like it's from the eighties, right? Compared to everyone else in the Premier League and even Championship clubs. And that, yes, they have spent money on it, but not in the right places. Mm. What What is there to attract people to play for West Ham? Oh, potentially we're going to get Champions League football this year. Oh, we're in Europe. Oh, we're in the league. That's all dwindling. And then you go, oh, come to us because we've got a fucking sarcastic, fickle fan base that thinks we're <laughs> massive. Like, I don't know who you'd get into a place in. Probably bring in Mourinho. Win an FA Cup then at least, or Conte. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that I don't think they actually want to spend money though, do they? So we ain't gonna get big. <laughs> bring back Pellegrini. We, oh, he was shit. Um, but yeah, has there been any controversies? Quite. <laughs> put my teeth back in. Any controversies in terms of VAR this week, Mike? I have watched um, or been looking at the the ref watch. Um, to to have a look at some of the decisions. Um, obviously, we had the uh, the Manchester City penalty um, for I think it was uh, Romero went down in the box. Yep. Uh, un- unnatural hand position. Um, no no complaints on that one. Um, yep. That was given. We see that one, didn't um, we? Yes. Yeah. yeah. We watched it live, motherfucker. And then um, I have seen a, something about an elbow um, in the Manchester United. Uh, Leeds game, um, I think it's Koch or Cock, whatever his name Ro- is. Robin Cock. Yeah, he yeah. Um, got elbowed in the head, uh, and they were saying that he, they don't think it was malicious. Um, 
he he got elbowed in the head or yeah. elbowed somebody in the head. No, he got elbowed in the head by Harry McTominay. Scott McTominay. Mm, I don't know. I think on his day, McTominay could throw a few elbows about. He's a tight. Tidy little player, but he, he he ain't afraid of throwing it about. I thought you said it was Harry Maguire trying his off the top rope. Again, no. But, um, okay, no, I've not, um, not seen that one, so I can't comment. Yeah, what else have we got here? Um, the handball. Um, apparently, it was a, a penalty award. Um, sorry, a panel, penalty investigation uh, for Aston Villa against uh, Watford. Um, apparently, it wasn't enough to mm. overturn the decision. Um, but, yeah, that's that's about it, really. I think that... Fair enough. Yeah. Fair and we get into Scottish football. No one cares about that. No, no one cares about Scottish football. It's not even worth having a riff. Just, just have a no. fight. Um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so well, if that's the case, and and there isn't any extra news, because I don't think it, like, we haven't gone to war. No one's gone to war with Ukraine yet. No, with Russia no, uh, over Ukraine. I do have one bit of extra news. Go on, that was your extra news. First, first time I think I've actually had something. Jack Wilshire signed for a club. Has he? Yes. Has he re-signed he signed for, for Arsenal? No. Because no. he, he it was that rumor going round because he, he appeared with a squad number the other day, didn't he? Yeah, he's um, I, I no, he hasn't he hasn't resigned for us. Um, apparently, he's joined some Danish team. Oh, Ostuens, so is it? No, it's, oh, I couldn't even tell you. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, but he's um, he's now got a club. Here we go, uh, Danish Super Super League club AGF. Never read of him. Good on him. Good on him. I hope he I hope he gets uh, a decent run. If he's playing for a club, then surely that makes him eligible for an England call-up. Potentially. I mean, I don't want to rock the Depends. boat, but he's better than Henderson, even injured. <laughs> it depends how he gets on, I suppose. But yeah, so um, all the best, Jackie boy. Yeah. No, I like it. I like it. He's played for both clubs now. So yep. we, let, we let him off. Um, yep. But yeah, okay. Well, until, until uh, next week, make sure you subscribe. Check out Jack Wilshire's new club. Find out who they are. Uh, and we will see you next week. Thanks very much.